Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblacksheepboutiquetupelo.com. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, Gerard Gibbert in the studio today, along with my good friend, the vacationing Will East, <laughs> back from vacation, in for the vacationing Rhino today. Actually, yes. he's having a little work done on his tooth. He talked about that yesterday. Yeah, he uh, he had a toothache. Yeah. A toothache. Toothache. Well, hopefully he can get that all squared away and uh, be good to go. Is there anything worse than a toothache? No, it's brutal. Had it one time. Brutal. It 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 occasionally hits me. And it just ruins your day. <laughs> it does. Because, you know, some, I'm a big guy, I like to eat. <laughs> ruins that. If you like to go home and drink a beer, it ruins that. Uh, you're right. Uh, two fakes are, like, relentless, I think is one way to put it. Oh, me. Uh, yeah, so the first thing I want to talk about today is this was, uh, of course, before your time. <laughs> the day... Uh, August 13th is the day in which, on which President Ronald Reagan signed the, his tax cut bill, his Economic Recovery Act, Program for Economic Recovery was the formal name. He presented that to Congress on February the 18th, 1981, got it done uh, later on in the year. And just looking at some of those folks involved in its, its uh, devising, Art Laffer, of course, uh, a lot of folks know who he is. He's Ph.D., a noted economist, famous for the Laffer Curve, which basically is, a, is an economic theory, really, that uh, Art invented that, that uh, shows the relationship between uh, taxation and revenue, tax revenues produced. Also, Stephen Moore, uh, who's been on the program. I actually got the opportunity to interview him earlier this year. And he was a youngster back then. He was involved in that as a, uh, a burgeoning economist. He was involved. Steve Forbes. A lot of folks know who he, he is, the I guess the CEO of, uh, of Forbes, Inc. He's been on Gallo a couple times, I sure think. Uh, in fact, I talked to him one time during wow. the Gallo show. I was trying to get him on the phone, and he was having phone trouble. And most of us, when we have phone trouble, it's a bad connection or something. I guess he didn't have a, the, his cover on his phone, and he dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, you got this super wealthy, you know, incredibly influential guy, and he drops his phone in the middle of it, and he did not utter an epithet. He did not cuss, as I would have, uh, but he was very nice to talk to. Well, and he's brilliant. I, of course, ran for president, was not successful. Flat tax. Flat tax, right, in his bid for for, uh, the White House. But he is influential, and he is someone that those of us on the right, with respect to economic policy, pay much attention to, uh, as we do uh, Stephen Moore. Larry Kudlow, now on the Fox Business Channel, has his own show at 3 o'clock. Love Kudlow every day. He, he had these guys on yesterday, by the way, talking about this. And, of course, Art Laffer, who's just such a tell-it-like-it-is guy. Art lives in, he's like 81, 82, doesn't look or act like it whatsoever. I think presently resides in Nashville. Uh, but this really was uh, a revolutionary piece of legislation that arguably reinvigorated what at the time was a struggling economy that was coming off of the uh, the Jimmy Carter double-digit inflation era and just lots of other economic um, pain <laughs> under Carter's the way I'll put it and and of course Reagan was he was criticized. Oh, this will never work. You'll you'll crash the economy, and I mean, just all all sorts of predictions of of gloom and doom and and dire outcomes. And the opposite is what occurred. We had record prosperity. We uh, we had low unemployment. We paid less taxes, and and at the same time. We sort of brought down the evil empires, what we referred to it at, at the time the Soviet Union, which was a major threat. A lot of folks, I don't think, really think much about that. I was born in 82, and so I I have some memory, slight memory, of the fall of the Soviet Union. But before that, I don't really remember. And, of course, as, as younger generations come along, I guess that memory gets more and more distant. And they just don't understand what a threat that was. Yeah, at the time. I think it's it's. I tell you, as uh, as a college student, my obsessive compulsive <laughs> nature it it bothered me. I mean, I literally because I I was like consuming information, none of which was digital. It was in in magazines. And my mother in law happened to work for the Air Force. She was a civil servant and was the chief accountant at Keesler Air Force Base at the time. And and she took the Air Force magazine. They they published a monthly uh, journal. And I, I just she sent them to me and I would read them. And it was a lot of art a lot of articles about the the threat, the Soviet threat, in particular just how they were building up their military. They were they were bankrupting their country by spending a gigantic amount of their GDP on building up their armed forces, including their nuclear arsenal and their ICBMs, to the point where they exceeded uh, our assets. And it was disturbing. It was disturbing our, our military. It disturbed Ronald Reagan, but he had the idea and found out in the interview yesterday with, with Laffer and Forbes that it was his idea that we could literally cause them to 
spend themselves kind of out of existence. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was, in reinvigorating the economy and in cutting taxes and letting unleashing the private sector, we actually generated enough revenue to start investing in our military uh, in such a way that they kept trying to outpace us, and in doing so, it broke them. I mean, I, I remember vividly the the photos, mainly a little bit of video of kind of what you're seeing in Cuba here recently, with the grocery stores empty, nothing, and people starving, and not being able to get the basic necessities of life. But they had these incredibly sophisticated, <laughs> brand new, shiny tanks and bombs and stuff, yeah. because they were spending like 15, 20 percent of their GDP on on the military. Just to put it uh, in perspective, we don't, we don't, come, our, our GDP is 19 trillion or so dollars. We spend about 900 billion, a little less than that, on our military. So it's, it's honestly not that much. It's about 25, less than 25 percent of our total federal budget. But they were, on the other hand, spending an enormous amount. And it bankrupted them. And uh, down comes the Berlin Wall, and essentially the Soviet threat kind of waned. But that was all, that was all Reagan's um, – that was his idea. It was his creation. And he got folks to go along with him. And there was a lot of uh, skepticism, as you can imagine. But anyhow, 40 years today, we're going in the opposite direction now, of course, with proposals – from the Biden administration, this $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill, which does include massive tax increases. By the way, about 7x are the tax increases were the Trump tax decreases. 7x. And a lot of folks, of course, may look at it and say, well, it's only those rich people and corporations, and that's just false. Uh, There may not be the truth to to trickle down economics, you could get into lots of debates about the uh, the existence of that and the validity of it. But I know one thing's for sure: trickle down taxation <laughs> that exists. What what is what is gas prices? They're up about what forty forty percent forty percent. My brother was recently in an accident, not a major accident, and uh, thankfully they were able to repair his car versus total it. Because if they had totaled it, he would have had to go buy a new car. And guess what? Used car and truck prices up 41%. Yeah. it's a, And today we got the or producer price, actually yesterday, producer price index information. And that's what's disturbing because it is up significantly 3.5% or so. Those are the cost inputs to the production of goods and services. That's what causes those who make those goods and services to raise their prices and the Democrats are just they're dismissing this they're oblivious to it no this is nothing it's transitory I say horse hockey on that and it's because of their policies we'll step away take a break right here we'll come back with more talk on the JT show we got a giveaway again today for some Beach Boys concert tickets stay with us we'll be right back
Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Hi, this is Anitra over at Mac B's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips of chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, cream sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. Attorney Joe Cordell. For many men, divorce brings a bewildering sense of loss. You feel adrift, isolated, like you're the only person in the world. But the good news is, you're not alone. Cordell and Cordell is here to help. For more than 30 years, Cordell and Cordell has been there to guide men through all aspects of divorce. And we'll be there for you. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Hey, this is Bob. And if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. One, two, three, four. <laughs> One, two. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. How appropriate is that tune there? The tax man. No question. 
so, yeah, Thomas points out that that uh, Ronald Reagan uh, increased the national debt by more than all the 39 presidents combined. But you've got to consider the concept of materiality. That's a, that is one of the embedded concepts in the principles of accounting. And so, yeah, while that is absolutely true, the fact is it was a de minimis amount of money relative to the GDP and um, our assets at the time. So materiality is such that, think about this, (laughs) President Obama's stimulus plan, Remember that? That passed. The first big piece of legislation he swept through when he had control as president, uh, not he, but the Democrats had control of the House, the Senate, had supermajority, and of course the White House. So they pretty much had their run, whatever they wanted to do. The first thing they passed as uh, an attempt to stimulate the economy and recover from The financial crisis was the so-called stimulus bill, the American, what is American Rescue and Recovery Act, I believe, the ARRA. It was $887 billion. That's like petty cash. So if you look at the amount of money that the government doled out to wrestle with the pandemic, depending on what you include in that bucket, Six trillion dollars. And now you've got an infrastructure bill that passed the Senate with Republican support a couple of days ago, $1.2 trillion. You've got a bill that's infrastructure on steroids, if you will, that is uh, designed to uh, serve as the framework for the next budget, $3.5 trillion. It got no Republican support. It's headed to the House. House progressives have said to the Speaker, we ain't going to take up that $1.2 trillion deal until, uh, unless it also includes the 3.5. I mean, so it's just these quadrillions. That $887 billion bill passed under Obama was largely a payback to his cronies. I mean, it was, remember, shovel-ready jobs, and then he even admitted laughing about it a couple of years ago with um, the GE. It was an interview with the GE CEO, who was his big crony. His name escapes me. Jeffrey Immelt. That's it. Immelt. Thank you. And, well, I guess the shovel-ready jobs weren't really all that shovel-ready. Ha, ha, ha. And the same thing's true here. This $1.2 trillion deal that just passed, it includes money for roads and bridges and waterways and dams and charging stations and a whole bunch of other stuff, so-called physical infrastructure, plus, of course, this pilot program to track your miles. Talked about that earlier in the week. But nonetheless, with our unemployment situation being what it is, with 10 million jobs available, and unemployment north of 5%, more than that on the sidelines. Who's going to do those jobs? Where's, where are they going to come from? It's, it's a concern. And, and the president's made it very clear that, and you can bet once this thing gets codified, there will be all sorts of requirements with respect to 
awarding contracts to vendors where those vendors will, will have to be union shops. I think more than just Davis-Bacon paying prevailing union wages, I think they're looking for these companies that serve, these vendors that serve the, uh, the federal government to be union shops. Also be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Staff be vaccinated or have, at a minimum, testing protocols in place, regular testing protocols, and meet all these diversity standards with respect to their staff, their boards, etc. They're going to make it so tight in the spending of this money and the allocation of it that I think folks are going to be surprised at how all that works out. I mean, that truly will be payback and infusion of federal dollars uh, to the entities that they, they feel need it the most or that they want to award it to, really, not that they need it the most. And so you're going to see massive sort of cronyism in that respect. Let's put it this way. Contracts won't be awarded on the basis of the best value to the taxpayer. And that's always been my belief. That's the way competitive bidding should work, the best value. Sometimes that means the absolute lowest price. Sometimes it doesn't. Depend depends on the products and services that are are being proposed and the quality. Uh, could be some complex uh, purchase procurement where there's this uh, very sophisticated design involved. I mean, I've dealt with that in the IT world. So the lowest is not always best. That's why you've got to find the best value. I just don't think that's the way this is going to happen. Uh, and there's, of course, what, $7 billion in there for building out charging stations? And this even, isn't even close to what we need in terms of charging stations. I've been reading lately on kind of what the future of electric vehicles looks like and just how many charging stations, if you're going to charge your vehicle by plugging it in. I don't think that'll be long-term the way we charge electric, electric vehicles. It is now. It's all we have. But that's not like nearly enough to accommodate the 50% uh, electric vehicle of total vehicles that the president has, has called for by 2030. It's not nearly enough. Who the heck's going to install those things? Where are they going to I mean, So I guess union people, of course, who charge a premium for their labor. It's it's um it's disturbing. It's a massive takeover. And when you and the other thing to think about is if that's the case, how that crowds out private sector that's also seeking labor. When the government can just print money and essentially compete with the private sector for labor, that that's a pro, that's socialism actually, and it is a problem. And it just makes you think, does it not, that the Democrats really don't care about small businesses. Because that's who will be affected. The big businesses will be fine. They will automate to the point that they need less labor. Already, I saw a report this morning on Schneider. They're a logistics company. And, uh, in fact, they advertise on Fox. But they're a logistics company headquartered in Wisconsin. They're, they're building a kind of a technology um, sort of lab, if you will, and they're, and they're looking at experimenting with autonomous vehicles and, and really trying to automate the entire logistics process. It's, it's mind-boggling what they're investing in. And, and so they can do that. They can go build labs and invest in all sorts of third-party consultants to develop 
artificial intelligence and machine learning and, and all the technology involved in producing fully autonomous vehicles, a fleet of them, thus cutting their costs long term. But the average small business can't do that. Yeah, I was uh, went to Kroger last night to uh, get some groceries really quick, and there were no lanes open with people. But the automation, you know, where you self checkout, all those were open. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, how much did it cost to get all this stuff in there? A mom and pop grocery store, because I I sometimes go to the mom and pop grocery store. They don't have that. Right. That's right. And they're not going to be able to probably invest in that. And, you know, the, the, the market, I'm okay with the market sort of sorting that out, right? It, it's, there's, there's value to scale to the consumer, and the market sorts that out. I'm fine with that. The problem I have with it is when government intervenes in the economy by just printing money, and, of course, that's figurative. They don't actually print the money. It's all electronic, but... But nonetheless, they create more dollars. And they use those dollars just out of thin air. And they use those dollars to invest in things they think are worthy, necessary investments, such as charging stations. And those require labor. So I can't imagine what it'd be like if I were in the private sector still and I were competing with, say, another private sector entity that had an unlimited supply of money to go hire people. And the law on their side. Right. And the law, exactly. I mean, that's government intervention in an area where they should not intervene, and we all pay the price for that. That's just not getting talked about enough, in my view. It's time to step aside for a break here on the JT Show on this uh, Friday, y'all, as Rhino would say. Coming up at 11.05, Mark Tullis, the president and CEO of the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience. And at 12.05, Auditor Shad White will call in. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 75. A 50-50 shot of the wet stuff for your finally Friday, partly sunny, high near 94. And rolling into your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. 
At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation, and help change your life today. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer. Family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today, the Mississippi Department of Health is reporting the highest one-day total of COVID-19 cases since the pandemic began. There are 5,023 additional cases of COVID-19 in Mississippi, and 31 more people have lost their lives to the virus. During an interview with MSNBC, Jen Sarton, an ICU nurse at Singing River Health System in Ocean Springs, talked about how the surge has impacted her. You know, you wake up every morning, you know that it's just going to be the same devastation as the day before. It's always a win when somebody leaves and, and goes home, but they never go home the same way that they came in. And State Fire Marshal Mike Cheney is encouraging first responders in Mississippi to get vaccinated. Currently, there's a significant outbreak at the Mississippi State Fire Academy among students who are unvaccinated. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh toast. Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a, with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat, so if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice? Well, it depends on the advice. Tune into Under the Hood and you can have both. I'm Russ, along with Shannon and Chris, your hosts for two of the best hours you'll spend this week. 
We've been the Motor Medics since 1990, and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us. You don't have to be a car person to love Under the Hood. We've got something for everyone right here every week. Under the Hood, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m., right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Will in the studio on this Friday, the 13th. When all of these charging stations are built, where is all of the electricity going to come from? That from Moe's on the ceasefire text line. It's a good question. And there are lots of challenges to, to making this transition. It was actually an executive order signed by President Biden. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you sign an executive order. And it could be just for the federal fleet, but 50% is the goal of all vehicles in this country to be electric by 2030. And some states have already enacted legislation requiring all new vehicles to be electric by certain dates. Massachusetts, for example, by 2035. That ain't that far out. All new vehicles sold in the Bay State of Massachusetts will have to be powered by electricity. Uh, David Keith, a professor at the MIT Sloan School of Management, he told he addressed the Senate committee up there in Washington just a few months ago in May. He said even if new, listen to this carefully now, even if new gasoline cars were banned this year, right now, 2021, it would take until 2040 to convert 90% of all U.S. cars to electricity. If we ban them all today. And one of the challenges, of course, is that electric vehicles cost more money. So there's a sticker shock issue. And until the auto manufacturers resolve that problem, pretty hard to make it stick. So, for example, a Tesla Model 3, which is kind of the entry-level sedan, that runs around 40 grand. But a, but a contrasting gas-powered Toyota Camry, about 25 grand starting price. So, in the long run, the Tesla EV may be a better value, because recharging batteries does cost, is expected to continue to cost less than filling a gas tank, and there's just less maintenance cost involved in EVs. But nonetheless, you got some sticker shock there. You do get a credit. There's a federal credit of up to $7,500 that are available to those who purchase an EV. Uh, but it's, it's actually, there's a limit on it based on the number of vehicles sold by a manufacturer 
So Tesla and GM, they've already hit that threshold. So no credit is available. Yeah. On those. Uh, you know anybody that's got one? Yeah, I do. I know quite a few that that uh, have a Tesla. Yeah. My uh, business partner in Denver, he had one of those, the highest end one. Mm-hmm. And it's just shy of being totally autonomous. By the way, there are levels of uh, vehicle autonomy from zero to six and everything in between in terms of autonomy. I think it's a level three. The Schneider Group I was talking about earlier, they're testing level five, which is just complete autonomy. Six is a twinkle in somebody's eye. But he had one, and it was uh, it was kind of cool. We, we had a, a big building out there, 33,000 square feet, and his office was in one corner, and it was diagonally opposed opposite to our, our main entrance and into the building. And he would park it up at the main entrance and then walk all the way around the building to get to his, his corner, giant corner office. And he would summon it on his cell phone. Yeah, It'd crank up, back up, go around the parking lot, and pull up to the little door that was near his office in the back there, uh, open the doors, honk at him, turn the music off, yeah. <laughs> and take us all the way out to the interstate without touching it. Yeah, uh, I was in one not too long ago and driving along, and we're going down a road with a lot of red lights, and he, the thing would stop. Yep. Would go. You'd have to touch the. It's kind of weird. You'd have to touch the steering wheel with your finger like every thirty seconds. Okay. To make sure that you were okay, kind of there, kind of there. You weren't asleep or drunk. It'd in the probably back stop if you didn't do that, right? Or start slowing yeah, I, down. I don't know break. what it would do. That that's a good question. But yeah. every thirty seconds he would touch it. But anyway, it would slow down. It would stop. You could set the distance. How far do you want to be away from the car in front of oh, you? Okay. It was very, very cool, and also a little scary, you know, because when that thing takes off and there's nobody touching the steering wheel, it kind of does freak you out a yeah. little bit. It, yeah, it it does. I mean, it's something to get accustomed to. Of course, we need five G uh, because of the uh, the response time. And the, what's called latency, 5G eliminates uh, much of the latency associated with, with 4G. And so we need 5G for both capacity and latency so that there can be, obviously, much more immediate response when necessary. But all that's coming. And, and as I said, I'm not opposed to electric vehicles whatsoever. And, and I think they are going to become mainstream. Uh, but I think the Democrats are moving it too fast. That's the problem I have. It, it's uh, this thing's got to kind of work its way and phase its way well, you in. You would expect that it would it would happen naturally. I mean, I've started to see more and more Teslas, but that's without you know the government coming in right. saying, you know what, by twenty forty, no more gas vehicles. Yep. Uh, I I just don't understand putting those caps on there. I understand why they're doing it politically. Yeah. To say well, we're trying to be you know. Um, we're trying to be environmentally friendly yeah. and all this kind of stuff, but in reality, I just I don't see it happening. I mean, I my car's ten years old. I update my car about every ten years, and I'm seeing these these figures, and I'm thinking, well, I might not be ready for an electric vehicle when that hits. And that's the problem. Uh, that's again part of the the phasing in problem because uh, you can't take these other vehicles off the road. That would crash the economy. Uh, but eventually, folks would have to, to trade, upgrade 
do something. Also, we're building 500,000 stations as part of this bill that's got $7.5 billion in it for construction. And a Boston-based consultancy that is works in this, this area of electric vehicles says we need 1.2 million chargers to support 20 million electric vehicles. 1.2 million chargers just to get you 20 million vehicles. Uh, there's only 47,000 charging stations in the entire country right now. This would add 500,000, but that's still short of what's needed just to get to 20 million uh, EVs. Hmm. Also, it is thought, estimated, that the electric power providers would have to invest $1,700 to $1,900 per vehicle served to upgrade their, their power plants to be able to produce the necessary electricity. So it's, these are all challenges that can be, again, resolved. It's just what's the time frame to do it, what's practical, yeah. what's economically feasible, and that just doesn't seem to make its way into the conversation. And by the way, this very comprehensive analysis that, that I'm citing this data from is from the Boston Globe, which ain't exactly a right-wing <laughs> uh, publication. And they're basically saying, you guys better slow down. And the, the title of the article, despite all the hype, electric cars are no easy fix for the climate crisis. That's from the Boston Globe. Yeah, because as you do more and more of this stuff, guess what? You're going to create more and more environmental problems. It's it's crazy. And and again, if we don't address the problem in in China and India, I mean, we're just we're doing nothing here. We're achieving nothing. Given their carbon footprint, they've got no intention of doing any of this. We're just dreaming. If we think this is really going to have a material effect. Yeah, that's what I don't get is there's all this, you know, let's ban straws, let's do this, let's let's upgrade your car to an electric car. But in reality, what's the percentage of the US and our pollution versus what China, China's doing? China actually as of this year now reports say produces more carbon, emits more in the atmosphere than the rest of the world added together. And they're building more coal-fired power plants. <laughs> yeah. And they're not stopping. It's just, it's just, it just always seems like we put, our government is putting our country and its people behind in second, maybe a distant last. It's, it's the border, for example. We go crazy about a motorcycle rally and Sturgis does Fauci and Biden and all those folks. But let's face it, the most prolific super spreader event in on the planet is happening at our southern border. And there's not a word about that. That's the super spreader event of the century. <laughs> we'll take a break right here. We'll come back. After these messages, don't forget Mark Tullis, President and CEO of the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience, will join us after the 11 o'clock break. Stay with us.
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Here's the story about one of my favorite customers. Tell me, John. Well, I greeted him, of course, as he came in Junikers and said he was looking for something very special for his wife. Mm -hmm. So I shared with him some of our latest collections, and he selected a gorgeous diamond bracelet. It was an exquisite choice I knew his wife would love. So, of course, I had to ask, what's the occasion? Is this her anniversary? Her birthday? <laughs> he just smiled and said, it's Thursday. <laughs> so just because? Just because. A good man. Wise man. You see, when it comes to expressing your love, he knew the right time is now. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the diamonds, engagement rings, and fine designer jewelry you'll see in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best prices in the state. And where every day is Thursday. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 44 to 93.76. March cotton was up 36 to 92.84. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 20 and a quarter to 13.61 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up 20 cents to 13.66 per bushel. December corn was up four cents to five seventy-seven and a quarter per bushel. March corn was up four and three quarters to five eighty-four and a half per bushel. As the mercantile, October live cattle was down twenty-seven to one twenty-eight twenty-two. December live cattle was down a nickel to one thirty-three ninety. October feeders down twenty-seven to one sixty-five thirty-five. November feeders down ten cents to one sixty-six seventy-two. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up seven points, thirty-five thousand five oh seven. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. 
Sports.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You can text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. It's the time of the season When love runs high In this time, give it to me easy And let me try with pleasured hands To take you in the sun To promised lands To show you Zombies here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday the 13th. Gerard and Will in the studio. Don't forget today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you'll hear an interview with Jim Rushing as he talks about his life from serving in Vietnam to writing number one hits for the likes of Garth Brooks, Charlie Pride, and many more. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by VisitMississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. on most Super Talk Mississippi stations, supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. He also wrote a hit for... So he wrote uh, um, Honky Tonk Bar Association. Yeah. That was a big number one hit for Garth Brooks. He wrote a couple Charlie Pride songs. He also wrote a song for Telly Savalas. Wow. Yeah, Telly Savalas yeah. recorded a song? Kojak, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So he talks about meeting him and you know and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He says, one day I got a check from uh, from Europe, and he goes, I don't know where the check came from. And it turns out I'd, uh, I'd forgotten I'd written it. I'd written a song with this guy who was a little-known actor at the time. It was Telly, Telly Savalas. Savalas. Wow. <laughs> Try to break his smoking habit by always having a sucker, a, a lollipop. Lollipop. Who loves right? you, baby? Tootsie Roll, that's right. <laughs> That was actually a good show. Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of questions that are all legitimate about this whole electric vehicle deal. Like, how are they going to track it? I'll talk about that in a second. How are they going to track your miles as part of this pilot program where you would have to pay by the mile to the federal government? And then what do you do with the batteries? And how much is it going to cost to charge them? And, and all that sort of stuff. All valid questions. And here's here's the way I look at it. The technical issues... It takes a long time to charge. The batteries are heavy and expensive. Uh, what do you do when you got to replace the batteries? Those are all issues that I think can and will be resolved. I just when there's a need like that, the ingenuity, the innovation of the private sector, they'll just come up with solutions. We've they, been doing they'll that. They'll figure it out. Your cell phone. It's yeah, they'll figure it out. That's yeah. right. That's an example. Uh, and then what about the power companies? Yes, they would have to invest in the production or the the uh, infrastructure and the resources and the assets to produce more power. No question about that. Uh, that will be a, a capital expense on their part. Wouldn't surprise me if the federal government doesn't get involved and subsidize them somehow. What's what they're doing with broadband? Same dead yeah. gum thing. Uh, so that that's a, a, a solution or there is a solution to that problem. But the, the bigger thing is we're just not ready. All of these things take time, and even though the cycle times of creation 
and from concept to to delivery and to implementation and production that's much shorter than it ever has been because of the advent of all sorts of technology that just is shortening cycle times in everything but we just ain't there yet and that's the problem and in the meantime you've got Biden with all sorts of anti-fossil fuels executive orders and and um, and just legislation pending, such as the leases on federal land and, and shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, just as some examples. Meanwhile, because he's getting a lot of heat over the price of gas at the pump, he goes to OPEC, Saudi Arabia specifically, says, hey, can you guys increase the input? I mean, that's just maddening, to say the least. We were energy dependent, and now our president is begging these fools to produce more oil. And they're just saying, yeah, sure, no problem. It's, mm, it's very disturbing uh, at a minimum. By the way, to track your vehicles, uh, went through this list yesterday, happy to do it again. There, again, there's technology to do that. There are devices known as OBD, and that's been around a long time. That's just on onboard diagnostic devices. There's two levels of that, OBD1, OBD2, and won't get into the wonky stuff about that. But there's uh, telematic data that can be collected and transmitted, information collected by insurance companies. I'm not exactly sure how that works, except in the case of commercial vehicles. There's probably something that goes on there. Uh, of course, your smartphone apps and, and just the development of uh, gadgets that would be installed on your vehicles. I mean, those are easy, again, technical problems to solve. Kind of scary, um, though, that the government <laughs> or your insurance company agreed. would know you know, where you're driving, probably how fast you're driving, whether you're texting and driving. So, totally agree. I mean, that's the, that's the concern, is the big brother following you around sort of deal. And as we talked about uh, a couple of days ago, it's voluntary, by the way. You sign up to be in this pro oh. pilot program. They want someone representing all 50 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico. You do pay the fees, and then the government rebates them back to you. How about that? <laughs> it's time to take a break for Super Talk and Fox News here on the JT Show. When we return, we've got Mark Tullis, President and CEO of the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience over in Meridian. We shall return. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. We're getting details as a CDC panel meets to discuss COVID booster shots for immunocompromised Americans. Health officials say attempts should be made to match the additional dose type to the first shots of messenger RNA received, but that mixing the additional dose is permitted. The most detailed data on how the U.S. population has changed over the past decade is out. The U.S. population has become increasingly more metropolitan and diverse. Mark Perry with the Census Bureau. The 10 largest cities all grew this past decade, and eight of the 10 grew at a faster rate this decade compared to the last. The census was delayed due to the pandemic, so state legislatures and commissions have a limited amount of time to work on redistricting. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. 
America's listening to Fox News. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service built. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hospitals and ERs are beyond capacity, and there are 2,000 fewer nurses in Mississippi now than we had during the first wave of the pandemic. Dr. Thomas Dobbs says MEMA has made a request to other states for more personnel. Um, we're looking at putting up additional units. We're going to try to have capacity north, south, and central to, to augment what's going on. That will not be enough. Over 5,000 new cases of COVID are being reported today. That's the highest one-day total since the pandemic began. This fourth wave has forced a lot of schools to revert to virtual learning. State Superintendent of Education Carrie Wright says she cannot mandate that teachers get vaccinated. I mean, I don't know whether the governor would issue an executive order around that or not. And the medical professions are saying that the only way that you can protect children under the age of 12 is to surround them with vaccinated people. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The trillion-dollar infrastructure bill passed in the Senate won't go to the House unless a far larger social spending bill, which is being referred to as human infrastructure by some, also moves forward. Senator Roger Wicker says there's been a recent development. There were nine House Democrats yesterday that told the Speaker of the House they were not going to vote for the $4.2 trillion um, so-called human infrastructure bill, mm-hmm. the, the bill that I uh, told you I hate. He says they want the House Speaker to bring up the infrastructure bill first, and they're saying they won't vote on anything until that gets done. Another week has passed and still no big winners, so tonight's Mega Millions drawing is up to $225 million. For tomorrow night's Powerball, the jackpot stands at about $258 million. 
For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. I just love sports, and I especially love my sport, Brian. Brian is my superhero on the weekends because he is a barbecue grill master. That boy knows how to heat up some charcoal. Woo! We just love it when we smell that delicious Polk smoked sausage on the grill. Whether it's Polk's original smoked with a hint of sage, Polk's Cajun with a kick of Cajun seasoning, or Polk's garlic and green onion with, well, garlic and green onions. Tell your sport you want Polk's on his grill. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Will East in the studio today on this Friday, the 13th. Joining us now in the studio, Mark Tullis, President and CEO of the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience. How do you say it? The M A E X. Do you say it? We call it the Max. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, was, I, was, I thought that's the way it always heard. I just want to make right. sure. No, that's right. Yeah. You're, you're, Study it up as usual. The max. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Um, and so, first of all, tell us about the museum. I, I personally uh, have to say, I'm embarrassed to say, I've never been, but heard nothing but great things about it. Well, it's, it's really a fantastic asset for Mississippi and Mississippians, and we hope everybody will take a weekend to come to Meridian and uh, enjoy this. It's a museum, an yeah. actually $50 million wow. partnership between the private sector and the state to build this tribute to all of Mississippi's arts and entertainers. So it begins with a Hall of Fame, where we are going to talk about in a moment. We have an induction ceremony every other year, and now's the time to vote on the next class. But we also have uh, 14,000 square feet of exhibitions, all interactive, wow. that explore all the artists and entertainers that came out of this state. Which uh, the state is rich in that, it obviously. Is. And so, all right, Mark, how did it end up in Meridian? What's well, the story there? It's about a 20-year history that uh, was back and forth between <clears throat> Haley Barber and the original board and all the way through our past governor and, and then to Tate Reeves, who really took a, a leadership role in helping us get the final funding. We appreciate the... Uh, the governor's uh, leadership in that. But Meridian has always been, you know, at one time, at the turn of the century, it was the largest city in the state. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's why it's called the Queen, Queen City. Queen City, yeah. And um, we still have this tremendous inventory and, and, uh, and potential as a city to come back because we have this great inventory of old buildings, including the three-foot. 
Uh, well, they saw this as a cultural tourism investment in downtown Meridian. So it's built in downtown Meridian. Five years ago when I moved there, you could lay down on 22nd Avenue and not get hit by a car. Yeah. Well, now things are really beginning to pop because hmm. in just a few weeks, the Three Foot opens as a boutique Marriott Hotel, concierge, and wow. all the uh, you know four-star restaurant. Yeah. We've got a number of other uh, restaurants open up downtown and shops. Even have a cigar shop across the street from the Max. So, this cultural tourism concept, from the state's perspective, is working. Their investment is really beginning to recharge what has historically been a great city. Well, the downtown area has just always been neat. I mean, it, it's kind of has a, a big city sort of feel yeah, to it. You yeah. got some tall buildings uh-huh. and and just the way the streets are, are laid out in the line. I used to go over there quite a bit with my my father who. Uh, was a, a clothing uh, rep that yeah, sold to yeah. Marks Rothenberg mm-hmm. and Harry Mayer and uh, mm-hmm. all those guys over there. So yeah. you still love to go eat at Weidman's. Eat Weidman's, still there, that, operating full. got to do that yeah. on your visit to Meridian <laughs> and eat the peanut butter and black bottom pie. That's right. Right? You're not from Mississippi if you haven't been around uh, Weidman's at least once in your life. So And it's a, like a museum when you it look is. at the it certainly <laughs> pictures is. on the wall. It's incredible. So right there uh, in the state of Mississippi. So uh, all right, so tell us about this Hall of Fame voting coming up. Uh, what's going on there? Well, we have every other year, and the reason we do it every other year is because most of these artists, we need to plan at least 18 months in advance to get on their calendar if they're inducted or selected. Yeah. And it also takes time to make those travel arrangements to get them to Meridian. For instance, uh, this past fall, we had our um, – induction ceremony during the middle of COVID. We had planned it for two years, so we had to pull it off. So we did it very safely in the Riley Center. And we had Bo Diddley's family. We had Tammy Wynette's family. We had Jerry Lee Lewis's sister. Uh, It was just an amazing evening of performances and and discussion. So this year, we're inducting five new candidates. And if you go to our website, msarts.org, Mm-hmm. The first slide you'll see is about the Hall of Fame induction voting. You have uh, it began on uh, June seventeenth, the voting, and it will end on October fifteenth. And we're encouraging all the public to go in and look at this list of twenty-eight people. And there's some great names on that list. And pick your favorites because uh, when that closes, uh, we will tabulate the votes and announce on December sixteenth who the five inductees are this year. Wow. It's a tough pick. We've got over 800 artists, so we get scholars and industry leaders to narrow that 800 list down to about 30 or 40 uh, every year. This year they narrowed it down to 28. And so if you don't see your favorite artists on that list, they may be on there next year. I got you. But, um, but we're hoping everybody will All right, vote. so let me ask you this. What, what, uh, how is one defined as an artist? Well, you have to – first of all, there are three basic criteria. And you either have to have been born in Mississippi okay. or you have to spend – the most of your career in Mississippi, you may be out from out of state, but you have to spend most of your career in Mississippi, or you have to have those sort of roots like, you know, that you were born here, and then you left the state in your childhood, and you did great things. That's sort of the okay. the, the parameters. But you have to have made a significant contribution in your area of art or music or literature uh, that is recognized globally. Okay. Uh, that's how they select them, you know. So you, that's why you see people like John Grisham, and uh, and uh, Tennessee Williams, and uh, artists like uh, Oprah Winfrey, yep. and entertainers, and sure. people like that that came out. Morgan Freeman, yeah, you know all these great people. Uh, Darth Vader, 
yeah. came from Miss, Mississippi. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, Jim Henson. So, yeah. you know, we've got Muppets. You know, when the governor, uh, Tate Reeves, refers to this museum as hosting an embarrassment of riches, and I think he's right. You know, this is, this is an embarrassment for Mississippi to have this many talented people come out of the state. So <laughs> it's something to come see, because if you're a Mississippian, you will be proud when you leave. Not that you may not be proud already, but you're going to be prouder. Yeah. What, why do you think we, we have so much uh, talent in the arts come out of Mississippi? And it's really a, across the spectrum of arts. Why is that? We have musical artists. We have actors. We, we have folks that invent Muppets. <laughs> right, right. I think Talk show hosts yeah, exactly. and so forth. So. There's a lot of theories about that. Mac McAnally, you know, he's yeah. the three-time Grammy Songwriter of the Year. Yeah. Um, and writes for Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Just a wonderful entertainer. Uh, he he says, well, it's because there's a lot of time in Mississippi. That's one thing we have is a lot of spare time. And so art, artists need time. But I think that's one idea. Some artists may, may equate it to the strife and the struggles that they've had here to sure. try and rise above the fray of all their, their challenges. So there's a myriad of reasons why. I think one thing, too, is, for instance, all the writers, storytelling is a tradition here in Mississippi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think that that's part of what fosters all these great authors, too. You know, I our friend Steve Azar, that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he and he talks about that just the uh, just sort of the environment itself, the landscape itself. It it just seems to uh, I guess kind of foment art, yeah, right? And uh, and inspires it. Uh-huh. And uh, he 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 talks openly about that. Oh, you yeah. know his his upbringing, his childhood, and his keen eye to just observe mm-hmm. those environments and how that contributed to his works, which yeah. I just think is really cool. And of course, I don't know if he's in. The Hall of Fame, but uh, from not far away, from where you are, Paul Davis, right? One of my favorite artists, by the way. A teenager in Meridian, yeah. Mississippi, right. just a, and uh, you know, it, but uh, Steve was in our recording studio. We also have three uh, studios, visual art classroom studios. We also have a professional recording studio, and Steve was our first artist to cut a record okay. in there with the governor, okay. the past governor, and uh, it's called One Mississippi. If you've never listened to it, look <laughs> it up. It's on YouTube. Uh, watch the YouTube video, because you'll see the uh, the governor with sunglasses on clapping his hands, and it's really a, 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 to the song, so it's, it's really a, a great tribute to Mississippi, and the lyrics are wonderful. All right, so uh, who votes again on this Hall of Fame? Uh, anybody. anybody, and you can, can vote right? once a day. All right, if you once want to, once a day, once a day. Okay. We want people to really participate, and you don't have to be from Mississippi to vote. So if you have some friends that are from Mississippi that are in California, send them the link to this website and have them vote. Get everybody charged up because uh, we want to see what people's uh, reactions are to this list when we announce it on December 16th. And, and speaking of uh, folks not from Mississippi, you, you've had visitors from all over the place. Oh, all place. over the world. All yeah. over the world. What it's, do they say? You know, the most in, common thing from people who come from uppity big cities like New York and L.A. is, I can't believe this is in Mississippi. In Mississippi of course. I would expect it to be in Washington, D.C. or New York, but it really is a first class mm. Um, experience. I hope people will come and, and join us. I've always thought that our entire state, in so many aspects of it, we're just a hidden gem where mm-hmm. we're too much of a well-kept secret, honestly. Mm-hmm. We, we There's so much greatness here, uh, and certainly we are no stranger to the arts. Uh, had the had the opportunity to swing the golf club a little bit with Charlie Pride. Oh, yeah. Over he, in Dallas, where he was he'd living. He'd be a wonderful guy. Fantastic. Just 
What a great ambassador. great soul. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Mark, thanks so so much for joining us today, and good luck with all that. It's a fantastic facility. i got to get over there. I appreciate it. Let me know when you come. You got it. All right. Mark Tullis, President and CEO of Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience, has been our guest. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the JT Show. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 94. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 75. Good chances of showers and thunderstorms for Saturday, partly sunny, high near 93. And much of the same for Sunday, rain and partly sunny conditions, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs, from decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton, 144 Market Street between Neabella's and the Great American Cookies. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday on 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, now, now. 
back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone it's the jt show super talk mississippi you got gerard and will in the studio today it is friday the 13th just got a notification that facebook you know who those guys are they shall construct an 800 million dollar data center in arizona 800 million Yep. Uh, it, it is expected to support 100 operational jobs once complete and about 1,500 jobs at peak. So, incredible. Uh, if you ever have an opportunity, you might be fascinated to watch a video of uh, one of our customers, which was Switch Networks. And they have a facility in... Uh, around the Reno Lake Tahoe in the in the mountains literally in it's switch networks and much of of uh, Facebook's server infrastructure is co-located what we call co-located there we did some of the networking in there i think it's 1.2 million square feet of data center it's seven or eight buildings they've got like their own i call it their own army <laughs> because they wear camouflage and they got jeeps with big guns on them uh, they consume no power, by the way, from the power grid. It is not connected to the electrical grid. How do, uh, how do they get their power? Geothermal, hydropower, uh, solar, wind, all the above. About hmm. five different sources. And the amount of electricity they generate, I, I don't really understand all the megawatt stuff, but electrical engineers that work for me said basically they could power the entire state of Mississippi for a year and what they are able to generate, like a week or something, some wow. comparison like that, it, of their own uh, accord. So, with, again, without being connected. And that's what you're going to see. And there's questions, of course, reasonably so, about uh, this electric vehicle deal. And I, I, too, have those concerns. Our electric grid's not ready for it. Our power companies aren't. Again, those are solvable problems. Uh, it's just a matter of how fast do we sort of push that envelope so that it, there's a, a balance struck between cost and, and practicality uh, and, and, and just trying to deal with the environment, you know, is, which is what part of this is all about to the extent that that will have a material impact on it. I'm not totally convinced of that at this point, but, uh, but nonetheless, that's the deal. Those are technical issues that will be worked out. I actually have a theory that by 2035 or so, there'll be lots of buildings, like this building, a residence, that will not consume power from the traditional electric grid. There's all sorts of technology being developed where materials used in construction can harness power and then, and then uh, transition that in such a way that it can actually power the, the structure. Windows, masonry, roofing. Yeah. 
That's all in the works. There's just so much. And look, the power companies know this. The traditional power producers, they are keenly aware of this. I have a couple of friends that are that are involved at, at board level positions, uh, and not power companies here in Mississippi, but out of state. And they they know. They're watching this. They're concerned yeah. about it. Hey, I just got back from Europe, and you know how they do water heaters over there? So, you know, in your house, you normally, most people listening, have a traditional, you know, 50-gallon water heater or whatever. Yeah. You might have one of those other, I, my brother has one where it's just instantaneous heat to water. Yeah. I can't remember what you call it. I know them, what you're but, talking about, yeah. Yeah, but most of us have water heaters. Yeah. Over there, what they have is they actually have the water heater on top of the house. Yeah. And it has a solar panel connected to it, and that's how they heat the water. <laughs> I wonder how reliable that is. It's very reliable. It's hotter than my, the water I have at my house. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but that's how they heat the water. And uh, they have a lot of uh, wind turbines, I noticed. Just a ton of wind turbines. Yeah. They're constantly moving. But I, I thought that was so cool that they have a you know a tank on top of their house. And I literally went to a place where there is no electricity. There is zero electricity. And they have hot water hmm. because of this solar panel they have hooked up on top of their house. Well, Doesn't look very good, but yeah. but it works. And and there you go. I don't know how practical that is, just just based on the typical suburban you know construction yeah. homes here. But there but there's again there's stuff's coming. There's ways around this. I mean, you could have a panel on top of your roof at your house that somehow connects to your uh, your hot water heater. I'm I'm sure. My father w- was. Uh, he was always such a stickler for not paying uh, those high utility bills, especially when I was like between middle school and high school when they really started shooting up the Carter era with yeah. the gas shortages. And so my father had a uh, he had a, a big switch uh, breaker switch, you know, installed where he could access it, <laughs> turn it to off. turn the hot water. And I'd wake up in the morning. And he would, you know, he'd turn it on in the morning, but yeah. it, when it was cold, by the time I had to take a shower. So I took many a cold shower. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd come down and <laughs> have some words with my dad. I appreciate you freezing me out this morning there, Dad. I'm not paying those water bill or power bills, you know. My, my dad was the same way. He was always <laughs> concerned about the electricity cost and, you know, heating and cooling a home. And he built our the house that I grew up in, and half of the house, it's on a hill, half of the house is under... Uh, ground. Okay. Yeah. And it never. It's always the perfect temperature. Yeah. Stays cooler. Yeah. And, you can look outside. Insulated. Of, yeah. It's insulated. You can yeah. lay out one of the windows and you would see the grass actually. You know, <laughs> almost window level. But it was always the perfect temperature. Oh gosh. Well. Anyhow, we'll see where all that goes. But the technical issues again. I know I'm beating that horse to death. But th- those are resolvable problems. I have lots of confidence in the private sector and. Uh, the ingenuity of American innovators to do that. Uh, I do think that ingenuity and those innovations will come from this country. There was a, a rather disturbing poll recently uh, released. It was taken by Fox News, and, and what's even more disturbing is it was taken by Fox News, which means it didn't have a, a highly left-leaning audience. But This poll showed that more Democrats now favor socialism over capitalism. That is a fairly sharp reversal from just a couple of years ago. This poll was taken between August 7th and 10th of this year, just in the last few weeks, 
showed that 59% of registered Democrat voters who participated in the poll had a positive view of socialism compared to just 49% who had that same feeling about capitalism. When this question was asked in late 2019, 50% of Democrats who took the poll said they had a favorable view of capitalism, with just 40% saying they viewed socialism favorably. So that's 40% to 59%. That's, that's a 50% swing in less than two years. The, here's what I think, though. It all, of course, as you guys know, depends on how the questions are asked. Right? Most folks have no clue exactly what did participate in this poll, I would venture to say. No clue what socialism is and what the difference is between socialism and capitalism. What I actually believe most of them want is not socialism. They want what I call transferism. They just want the government to sit between the producers in society and the recipients in society and to take from the producers and reallocate that to the recipients. That's transferism. Give me an example. Well, it's easy. Uh, you you tax. It's it's Joe's plan, the three point five trillion dollar plan. We're going to increase capital gains taxes, one of the many tax increases. But it's only going to apply to those people who make more than a million dollars a year, ostensibly, right? Million dollar a year adjusted gross income. Your capital gains taxes would go from the present rate of twenty three point eight percent to forty three and change, virtually doubled. Okay. On the recipient side, as part of that bill, it portends to make permanent, should, should say proposes, not portends, it proposes to make permanent the child tax credit. That would be eligible, or, or uh, folks that make less than $150,000, married people, $75,000 single, they would be eligible for that. That's as we talked about, 300 bucks a month for a child six and under, or under six, and a child six and over, $250 a month. That's an example of transferism. Now, they would say, oh, I like that socialism. The government's going to send me checks every month. That's not really socialism. It's transferism. It's not that they're, the government in that respect is not controlling the means and, and uh, approach and volume of production. That's really what socialism is. It's just take it from here and give it over there. Transferism. Why not cut out the middleman? All for that. Because they skim off the top. we got to <laughs> take a break right here. We'll come back with more on the JT Show. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. The Beach Boys, live in concert. Over five decades of timeless hits. October 6th at Brandon Amphitheater. The Beach Boys, 2021 Feel Flows World Tour. 
Get reserved seats now at Ticketmaster.com. VIP packages available at TheBeatsBoys.com and MikeLove.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days, only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't, don't miss, miss it. it philium corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving especially in these challenging times with so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hospitals and ERs are beyond capacity, and there are 2,000 fewer nurses in Mississippi now than we had during the first wave of the pandemic. Dr. Thomas Dobbs says MEMA has made a request to other states for more personnel. Um, we're looking at putting up additional units. We're going to try to have capacity north, south, and central to, to augment what's going on. That will not be enough. Over 5,000 new cases of COVID are being reported today. That's the highest one-day total since the pandemic began. This fourth wave has forced a lot of schools to revert to virtual learning. State Superintendent of Education Carrie Wright says she cannot mandate that teachers get vaccinated. I mean, I don't know whether the governor would issue an executive order around that or not. And the medical professions are saying that the only way that you can protect children under the age of 12 is to surround them with vaccinated people. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, what I said. slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Seaspire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Seaspire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at seaspirebusiness.com. 
This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. We're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. The great Chicago, 25 or 6 to 4. That's Danny Serafin on the drums, by the way. The double bass of Rogers drums in those days, I believe. That's so awesome. So on the C Spire text line, I have State Farm and they already tracked me. I signed up for it, though. Yeah, there's a voluntary uh, method of doing that. And I think Progressive, if I'm not mistaken, has the same tool. There are companies that offer insurance, and the sole basis is you have to agree to that to sign up with their insurance. They're, they say their rates are lower because they can track you and they know what you're doing. Yeah, this member of our audience says it saved me almost $80 in six months. It knows where I am, what my speed is, if I brake hard or accelerate fast, and if I use my phone while driving. Yeah. I actually uh, passed on investing in a company, this was probably 10 years ago, that was uh, developing technology that would determine if the driver was using their cell phone while in the driver's seat. Huh. And it, you, could, you could set it up so that it would, uh, everything from slow stop the car, uh, notify your boss, somebody, uh, d- different uh, responses, I guess, but and you're going to see that. I can tell you, you're you're going to see that. And by the way, uh, that's part of this 1.2 trillion dollar bill. Related to that is they they uh, want to require sensors built into vehicles that wouldn't allow uh, someone who is uh, intoxicated to drive the vehicle. I'm not sure. I haven't read up on all the the uh, technique of how that would be achieved, what technology would be involved that. I also do believe that, and it's not, it's not my prediction, it's, it's predictions from experts about autonomous vehicles. And that's somewhat aligned with electric vehicles, but insurers know that's a problem for them because the rate of accidents 
and especially catastrophic accidents, uh, would go down dramatically. That, that's been estimated. And, and, of course, that makes insurance a little less valuable. And when it comes to rating and premiums and so forth, when, when they've got less going out, it impacts everything. It's, it really does. It impacts. I mean, think about braking. Yeah, you know, I know people that they ride that brake. They're <laughs> you, you get yeah. behind them and yeah. you see that red light. Uh, well, with these autonomous vehicles, you know it's controlled a little bit more. Mine so doesn't now. You, yeah, so you you don't slam on the brakes as much. Therefore, you don't use as much. You don't have to go to the mechanic as much. That hurts the mechanic. Well, I can't tell you the number of times. Parking in crowded spaces, especially in an SUV, and backing up, it's dicey. And despite, it's hard to see out the, the rear anyhow. You have to use a rear view mirror and the side view mirrors. And before I do, I just check over and over and over again. I mean, I try to be very careful and just ease back. But sometimes there'll be even people walking that you don't see. Right. I was at the Kroger a couple of days ago, and that happened. And this person was on the phone, not paying attention. I'm backing up. I got obviously they can see my vehicles and it is in reverse. But man, all of a sudden, you know, it buzzes on your rear and stop and stops the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, how many mishaps have been avoided by that? This morning, I was sitting in a favorite uh, morning watering hole and just happen to be looking out the window and, and there there's a vehicle facing us in its parking spot. It is backing up. Another one is driving in the parking lot. And this was an older vehicle that doesn't have that technology. And horn started honking and came about an inch from having a, a little bit of a sheet metal swapping incident. And newer vehicles essentially prevent that. They just yeah. stop. Mine's done it before, and it like jerks you would stop so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so responsive in that respect. So anyhow, again, uh, lots of questions folks have about all this, and I, I appreciate and respect those. I just believe it's moving too fast, but all these technical issues about how are we going to charge them and how is the power grid going to uh, accommodate this and what do you do if you got to go further than that and what cost? All those things, I just think, will be ultimately addressed. These major companies ain't stupid. They're all, they've all announced significant plans to transform their manufacturing and transform their, their lineup to electric vehicles, phasing it in over time. It's just going to happen. They're going to do it. And if, if they, you got to believe, this company's been around a long time. They're very good at what they do. They've done the research. They understand. And they know where all this is going. And you're, what you're going to see is, I think, uh, the advent of companies that you don't even think about being in the EV autonomous vehicle industry. Apple, for example. I just bet we're going to see an Apple vehicle before it's all over with. We'll probably see an Amazon vehicle, right? Yeah. Big guys like that. They've got the money to do all the R&D and just spin all those sorts of manufacturing facilities up. So I don't see this as a bad thing. I just think it's a bad thing to rush into it now where it's, when it's not practical. And, and to mandate it, to yeah. say that, you know, by 2040, yeah, I don't like you've got to do this. I don't, I don't like that either. And what just looks, frankly, just dumb on the part of the president is, well, uh, the price at the pump, which is, what, 95% of the vehicles on the road now in the United States, it's high. And who's it hurting the most? 
lower-income people, the people they claim to be the, the advocates of, right, the proponents of. And so it's hurting them the most. And, and what does he do? Shuts down pipelines and all issues all these other shuts executive down, Shuts down the, the Keystone Pipeline, but then he tells Russia, <laughs> go ahead with your pipeline. And now hat in hand with the Saudi Arabia uh, oil producers. Can you guys produce some more oil for It just looks dumb. Wait, I thought we were trying to cut all that out to save the planet. Now you're going to Saudi Arabia, and, and we certainly don't want to be relying on those folks. Oh, gosh, no. Uh, and we, so we had achieved energy independence, oil independence, under President Trump. Now we're going backwards. It just makes no sense because they, these things just don't seem like they're, they're well thought through. They, they don't get the, the analysis and the critical thinking that they need. And it's just all about, I got to get out there and, you know, and, and wave my hand and virtue signal and check a box and, brag to my constituents as soon as I can. And look what I did. I got an EO. We're going to convert to electric vehicles, et cetera. But I don't know. That's just that's bothersome. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I think that's what happens when you have someone or people making decisions like this that have never signed the front of a check and really don't, don't, have, to, uh, don't have to experience any major consequences, certainly to their pocket. They may have to experience consequences, maybe at the ballot box, but you know, as far as their livelihoods and the, and their income stream, no interruption. In the private sector, that's what happens. You just, oh well, we're bankrupt. <laughs> you know, uh, it 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 tests you like that. It keeps you in check. The market does, but not when you're in public office making these these sorts of decisions. This deal with the Democrats polling. Uh, more favorably for socialism. By the way, the Republicans polled 67% viewed capitalism favorably. 8% had a favorable view of socialism. What happened to the other 25%? Why only 67%? Somebody please help me understand a better model than capitalism. And the, and the key feature of capitalism is private property the right to private property. And I tell you, one of the things that has really been of concern in the last few days is this extension of the eviction moratorium. That essentially is trampling on private property rights. That's telling a landlord who were already, you know, thought, held in low esteem. Yeah. They're landlords. They make me pay to live here. How dare them? It's ridiculous. Um, but they're telling landlords, nope, your private property there, these people are allowed to live there without paying for it. And didn't the Supreme Court say that you can't do that? They did. The problem is trying to work that stuff when you have a grievance and you have a tenant that's not paying, getting relief from the courts. It, it takes money. It takes lots of time. All sorts of reports now of, of property owners coming forward and saying, I got people, I know they're working, I know they can afford it, but they just aren't going to pay because they know I can't kick them out. One reported that one of his tenants is upgrading their boats. He keeps by, driving by and seeing a new boat and oh, talked wow. to neighbors and said, yeah, he traded that one in, got a new one and all that kind of stuff. So. 
More text coming in uh, as well about all this. Charlie and Brandon says, Socialism is the philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. Of course, that the famous quote from Sir Winston Churchill. I so agree, by the way. Uh, apparently that's lost on the Democrats that, that think more favorably of socialism. <laughs> it's time for a break here on the JT Show. Don't forget, coming up after the noon break, we've got Auditor Shad White calling in. you want to stick around for that. And we got a giveaway, too. Stay with us. This is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, cream sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. What are the kids singing about? You know that game, Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet, and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments. Attention. If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The U.S. beef industry will focus on demonstrating climate neutrality in cattle production by 2040 under a set of environmental, economic, and social sustainability goals laid out Thursday by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Wrapping up a three-day meeting on Thursday, the NCBA leaders focused their attention on releasing sustainability goals and highlighting the importance of producers talking about sustainability issues and needs. Talking about sustainability messaging with a couple of corporate executives in the food supply chain, NCBA CEO Colin Woodall acknowledged the shift in focus by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and stressed the goal of reassuring consumers about beef production. The NCBA set up a task force on sustainability 18 months ago to counter news reports and messaging to consumers that the beef industry is responsible for greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon. You wish never 
the country's gold standard of ice cream flavors since 1969. Its hand-cranked taste takes you back to simpler times. That's why we put the word home right on the carton. The good old days are being made right now. Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi that's the uh obligatory tom petty <laughs> american girl always makes me think about silence of the lambs <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh gosh so what's really hilarious about this just talking about this price of gas it is ridiculous it's ridiculous when you consider where it was a year ago uh in particular and it's a tax. Let's call it what it is. Because who can do without it? You say, well, even if you don't have a vehicle, you're paying for the increase of gas or fuel because it is involved in the production and of, of many products, but certainly in the transportation. I've talked to numerous business cohorts who've said they've had to raise prices on those that are in the transportation business or transport the goods they sell. They've had to raise fees and prices on that because of the increase in fuel, mm-hmm. of course. And so that is, in, in effect, a tax. So it's disingenuous to say, we're not going to tax anybody that makes less than $400,000. Well, maybe their IRS-completed bona fide income tax 1040 but does it really matter? It, it, a tax is, uh, it, I mean, the thing that you, I guess, don't like about taxes is it reduces your take-home pay, the amount you have to live on, to spend, to consume. Doesn't really matter. Well, so is the case when you've got to spend more money to put gas in your vehicle or food on the table, prices of, of uh, those products, clothes, whatever, all have a component, a transportation, a shipping component. And so it's disingenuous, but (laughs) he refers to himself, does the president, as a champion of lower gasoline prices. But get this, by urging those foreign oil producers to increase their output, I'm a champion of that because I'm going with hat in hand to Saudi Arabia to persuade them to produce and pump more oil. It's like, what? This is like a joke, right? But these are remarks he made just this past Wednesday. 
kind of pleading, honestly, with these oil-rich countries to pre- reverse their cutbacks that they uh, instituted as a result of of a pandemic of the pandemic, where travel went down dramatically. And so he's going to OPEC to say, please produce oil, more oil, so we can keep the price down. Oh gosh. Well, why don't you build the pipeline? Why don't you, why don't you change the uh, the executive orders with respect to leases on federal property and all the other ridiculous laws and executive orders imposed that has a negative impact on oil production here in this country? Why do we want to be dependent on these other nations? Gosh, that that's just disturbing. It's no different than what we learned at the outset of the pandemic, right, that most of our antibiotics were being produced uh, in China. And uh, look, it was the pharmaceutical companies that paid big bucks to McKinsey, the consulting firm, and I say that because they were really kind of the the, uh, the major proponents of so-called outsourcing to other countries some of the production activities as part of the development to all the way to delivery to the end-user supply chain. And they were the ones that said, you know, you could have this stuff made in China for a lot less money because the labor's less over there. So, and by the way, (laughs) just as I said, looking at uh, this plan from the president to replace the 645,000 vehicles in the federal fleet with all electric vehicles. That is a plan. That is something that he has signed on to in an executive order. Uh, just as I thought, the makers of these vehicles must be union shops. Yep. Have to be union shops. Guarantee you there'll be all sorts of environmental, social justice, governance stipulations as well. Diverse boards and your the makeup of your staff and all that sort of stuff. See, forced excuse me, forced diversity is not true diversity. Forced diversity, forced inclusion. Think about it. The government's forcing it. That achieves nothing. Bunch of heartache, higher costs. That's what it does. Foreigners got it right. It's urgent. <laughs> we got to take a break right here. It is time for Fox News, Super Talk News. When we come back, we've got Auditor Shad White calling in. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News. 
News. I'm Lillian Wu. A CDC panel in discussions on new guidance on COVID booster shots for some Americans. Overnight, the FDA uh, gave its approval to a third dose of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. In other words, those mRNA vaccines, but only for people with weak immune systems. They represent about 3% of the adult population in the U.S. The authorization does not apply to people who received the single dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Fox's Jonathan Sari. In the fight over eviction moratoriums, a win for the Biden administration, a judge rejecting a bid to block a residential eviction moratorium put in place last week by the CDC. This means realtor groups must go to a U.S. Court of Appeals to challenge the new moratorium set to expire October 3rd. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Most of the Mississippians in nursing homes got the Pfizer vaccine at the onset of the pandemic because it was the first one made available. Dr. Thomas Dobbs says it's working. And we've seen a stunning decline in nursing home cases. We have like over every day of over 150 long-term care outbreaks, but almost all the cases are in unvaccinated employees and we only have a handful of deaths in nursing homes. We have seen a dramatic decline in our 65 and older mortality rate. And that's entirely due to the vaccination. State Fire Marshal Mike Cheney is encouraging all first responders to get vaccinated. There are more than 16,000 first responders in the state, including firefighters and EMS. Currently, the Mississippi State Fire Academy is experiencing a significant outbreak among students that are unvaccinated. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more.
University of Mississippi will get their new STEM building off the ground pretty soon. Chancellor Glenn Voice says they've been raising money for it for six years. And this STEM building is going to be 204,000 square feet. It'll be one of the premier STEM buildings in all the nation when it's completed in just a couple years. And it'll be transformative to our STEM professions and our STEM programming. August is being recognized by Congress as National Catfish Month. The designation carries a particular significance in our state as Mississippi accounts for over 50% of the farm-raised catfish in the entire country and the industry contributes hundreds of millions of dollars to the state economy. The resolution in Congress was co-sponsored by Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde-Smith. In 2020, 205 catfish operations covered over 35,000 acres in Mississippi. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. I just love sports, and I especially love my sport, Brian. Brian is my superhero on the weekends because he is a barbecue grill master. That boy knows how to heat up some charcoal. Woo! We just love it when we smell that delicious Polk smoked sausage on the grill. Whether it's Polk's original smoked with a hint of sage, Polk's Cajun with a kick of Cajun seasoning, or Polk's garlic and green onion with, well, garlic and green onions. Tell your sport you want Polk's on his grill. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. You got it? Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. On this Friday, y'all, the 13th Friday, Gerard and Will in the studio. We got Chad White, the auditor, on the line joining us. Auditor, where are you today, man? Man, I'm rocking and rolling around the Jackson area. I just appreciate that you're willing to have a state auditor on on Friday the 13th. <laughs> the scariest possible interview you could ever do. And I'm glad you did it. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, lots of folks got no worries. It's the folks that just don't act right that ought to be scared. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We've got all this stimulus money coming through Mississippi. And, I, I, of course, all the local elected officials have questions about it, and, and plenty of them come up to me and ask questions. And I've realized over time it's the ones who come up to you and ask questions about how to spend it that you don't have to worry about. It's the other ones who don't come up to you that you're a little bit suspicious of. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, well, you've been busy lately. You, you're in the news quite a bit. 
Uh, and your team is out there finding all sorts of misuse of taxpayer money. Uh, and I know that's not really what the auditor's supposed to be doing, but as part of your duties and as part of just performing your, your normal, your team at least, their normal audit procedures, they encounter this stuff. We can't yep. seem to get rid of it. Yep, you're right. Well, to your point, Gerard, you know, in an ideal world, we would be finding zero dollars in waste, fraud, and abuse every single year because there wouldn't be any. Uh, but if there is going to be waste, fraud, and abuse, we want to be identifying it. And, and you know, that's why we have an investigations division at the auditor's office to uh, arrest and assist prosecutors in bringing those who would steal taxpayer funds to accountability. You may have seen a couple of days ago, or last week rather, we released our review of this past year, and we're required to do that every single year, and, and the numbers don't lie. You know, our our identification of misspent or stolen money this past year was 400% higher than the previous year. So, wow. you know, you, you hate to see that, but also we're glad to be the ones to put a stop to it when it does happen. Yeah. Well, and you got some folks that still owe some fines, right? Yep. That that aren't right. uh, paying those either. So, what what kind of authority does the auditor's office have in those situations? The the regulatory authority that we have is to when we identify misspending or theft is to issue that person what we call a demand, which is basically just a letter saying, "Hey, we've looked at the finances and you owe back X amount of money. You have within 30 days to pay that back, and if you do not pay that back, we will then forward it uh, to the attorney general's office. And and we work with both district attorneys, local district attorneys, the state attorney general's office, and, and occasionally federal prosecutors as well. They're the ones really who ultimately have to force someone in court in front of a judge to pay money back if they won't voluntarily pay it back after I got they get I got you. Well, the taxpayers, I can I can speak, I think, on behalf of them confidently, appreciate the good work that you and your team are doing. But as you and I have talked about, even privately, I sure do wish people wouldn't do this stuff. And yep. that's that's the goal, of course, is to is to find it when it happens, expose it in the hopes that we're deterring other people from committing uh, similar acts. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, I'll say a couple of different things. One is, of course, everything that we're describing right now, uh, the, the credit for all that goes to the team that I work with at the state auditor's office, not me. I mean, I work with 134 very talented individuals, and so they, they've done all the work that we're talking about. But two, to your point, yes, you know, every time we get a conviction or we issue a demand, I'm very open about talking about where taxpayer dollars spent because I want taxpayers to know. But I also want to create a deterrent in the long run that, that pushes people to think twice about stealing in the first place. And, and, you know, unfortunately, what we found is every time we have a big case, it seems like 10 or 15 new whistleblower tips come in, yeah. especially from the area where the big case is, because people are coming to me and saying, Shad, I honestly did not know that we had a, a, a group of people who investigated white-collar crime involving public <laughs> funds, but now I know, and here's what I need to show you. And so we continue to pick up new cases all the time. That's why those numbers are up. But but hopefully over time we, we start to create that deterrent effect that, that curbs some of this. Yeah, it's a good point that we should bring up, too, Auditor, is that from an economic perspective, white-collar crime much outpaces 
sort of typical uh, kind of yeah. um, violent sort of crime or crime yeah. that involves property damage and breach of property, more physical-oriented economic crime. White-collar economic crime yeah. is just huge, which is why that folks like you, the FBI, et cetera, other law enforcement and investigative agencies, they look for people that understand systems and accounting and finance, because yeah. that's where all the crime's happening. That, that's exactly right. And I'll give you, without providing much detail, I'll give you an example. So today my team is going to uh, make an arrest at some point of an individual in Mississippi. Uh, this individual is going to end up owing back probably around $100,000 or more. And I was trying to think back, when was the last time I read a story about somebody in that county robbing a gas station for yeah. $100,000? You don't see that. Uh, the reason is that there's not that much money to be had in some of these smaller and sometimes even violent crimes. But white-collar crime, even when it's not violent, is very serious because of the large dollar amounts. And, and I personally think that if somebody's going to steal with a pen and a pad and with a tie on, uh, that they should be held accountable just like if somebody walked into the gas station Absolutely. and robbed the gas station. Absolutely. And of course, we're not condone, condoning any form of crime. It's all bad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're, just, we're just making the point that from a dollar value perspective, white-collar crime is just excessive relative and, and much, uh, a much higher number relative to more traditional type right. theft when somebody just breaks into a property and takes stuff. But uh, all right, so this Medicaid deal that, sure. <laughs> that just hit the news, and of course, uh, you've had some detractors that have lashed out uh, at you as well, and I thought you, you handled that rather uh, eloquently and masterfully. Appreciate that. But, you know, you and I discussed this uh, a bit privately. This has been going on for a long time, as you know, and right. to a great extent, it is my view at least that those involved in, in some of those processes tend to look the other way. But to your point, you know, we, we audited Medicaid this year, just like we do every year. So we're required by federal law to audit Medicaid. It's the biggest federal program that operates in Mississippi. And when we did it this year, uh, we did the same thing, really, that we did last year, which was to take a look at state income tax returns and try to tell if people who are on Medicaid lied to Medicaid about how much money they were making in order to be eligible for the program and, and if they had actually told uh, their state income tax return, they put on their state income tax return, a higher amount of income. And, and when we start looking at that, we see problems that most folks know have existed for a long time. We did find some people who were misleading Medicaid, it yeah. looked like, uh, in order to be on the program. So, I think we lost him. Yeah. I thought it was me at first, but I'm good. You. We'll see if we can get Chad back. Uh, just while uh, we're getting back, Medicaid, as a part of uh, our overall spending here in Mississippi, it's just under a billion dollars out of a $5.5 billion budget. All right, Shad, we got you back. Go ahead. That's probably my fault. No, nope, uh, no problem. <laughs> we, we ended up auditing and looking at about 180 individuals, and roughly 5% of those folks had told Medicaid they made one amount, but the, their income, according to their most recent income tax return, was much higher. So if you extrapolate that across the whole population of Medicaid, you're talking about you know potentially 100, 144 maybe million dollars of savings every year. And, and to me, it just shows that you know now is the time to really get serious about fraud in the Medicaid program and putting a stop to it. 
Medicaid could not do uh, the analysis that we did legally. So, so I think it's worth uh, for I think it's worth it for them to have the legal authority to do something like this too. And, and it's just time to get serious about this because taxpayers want their money going to where it is legally allowed to go, and not to people who are lying to get it. Yeah. It's, exactly. Uh, this is the question, though, and I know you you talked about this somewhat uh, in in your writing about this. Uh, the income eligibility verification. Why why isn't that just done with a little bit more diligence? I don't get that. Yeah, I think I think over time it will be done with more diligence. Uh, I think you have to give Medicaid additional legal authority to do the kinds of things we did. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you walked in today, Gerard, and you said, hey, I've got a grass-cutting business, uh, I make $1,000, Medicaid is going to ask for your state income tax return to prove that okay. that is the truth. Okay. But if you lie about that, then we're in trouble, and, and then it gets harder to check unless you automatically check those returns. Oh, gosh. Can you hang with us? you got to go. Yes, sir. No, I'm here. I'm All right. Here. We got the auditor, Shad White, on the line with us on the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. We'll come right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 94. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 75. Good chances of showers and thunderstorms for Saturday, partly sunny, high near 93. And much of the same for Sunday, rain and partly sunny conditions, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. The Mississippi Braves once again welcome interstate rival Biloxi Shockers to Trustmark Park Tuesday, August 10th through Sunday, August 15th. On Tuesday, it's Bark in the Park and Craft Beer Specials out in the Farm Bureau Grill and Outdoor Patio. Free tickets to first responders on Wednesday and win a free used car at Clunker Car Night on Thursday. Friday the 13th, it's Christian Pache Bobbleheads to the first 1,000 fans courtesy of Trustmark. Saturday at 6.05, we'll have Princess Night post game fireworks and a special game-worn jersey auction benefiting pediatric cancer charities. Sunday at 205 is 2021 team photos for the first 1,000 fans courtesy of Green Ghost Tacos plus Sunday Family Fun Day. For a full list of promotions and to purchase your tickets, visit MississippiBraves.com or call 888-BRAVES-4. 
That's a Mississippi Braves winner. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Neil Bellas and the Great American Cookies. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. We've got Auditor Shad White on the line. So, Auditor, we were just talking about uh, Medicaid, and it's a giant program. And as you said, it's the largest uh, federal program. It's uh, heck, it's nearly 20% of our, our total state spending. But when you combine federal and state dollars, it's just as, about as big as our entire general fund uh, spending. It's a lot of money. It's about it's about half of the federal dollars that flow through Mississippi. And, you know, I guess to cap off this part of the discussion, when that audit came out, what I realized is that there are just some folks out there, Gerard, that, that do not want anybody looking for fraud, even in a program yeah. that's that big, chief among them being the ACLU. So, you know, as soon as the audit results came out, the ACLU just came after me. Uh, like I had, you know, punched a baby seal at the zoo or something. I mean, they, they said that, oh, well, you chose to do this audit for political purposes, <laughs> totally ignoring the fact that I'm required to audit Medicaid every single year. And if we don't audit Medicaid every single year, the feds can cut off our funding. So that would not be very good for the poor folks that actually deserve to be on the program. So, right. you know, to an extent, you have to ignore those folks. But also, I'm not afraid to push back when they say just a bunch of nonsense that, that really – undermines the state's ability to enact good policy, too. Yeah, and, and we should also point out that there are a lot of good folks at Medicaid, and Drew Snyder does a heck of a job running yeah. that, uh, that agency. But there are just, unfortunately, a lot of people that are looking to take advantage and, and abuse government programs like this. And, and sometimes that's just, just difficult to capture, but yeah. so there was, a, uh, I guess, a mention of a Medicaid recipient that lives in a million-dollar home. Yeah, so, so Medicaid had actually worked on that a bit too. When we were doing this audit, they they made it uh, made us aware that there were two individuals who, according to their state income tax returns, were making six-digit salaries. And when we researched their homes, looked to be living in homes valued at over a million dollars. And and so, you know, when the ACLU comes back and they say something like, "Oh, well, Shad, you're terrible. You just hate <laughs> poor people. That's why you did this audit." You have to remind them, no. I don't hate poor people. These are people who are not poor 
who are on the program. Yeah. I am against people lying to get on the program if they're not eligible in the first place. That's what I'm against. Yeah, it's it, it's a distinction between well, I'm just I'm in this to just shut Medicaid down. That's not what was going on here. That that would be hating poor people essentially. That's right. What That's you're right. trying to do is protect the money so that those who truly are eligible and are deserving to be in the program, that the assets are there to take care of them because it's the people who aren't eligible who effectively are are taken from the taxpayers, if you will. That's what's yeah. happening. I think that's right. And, and, you know, these things that we're saying, I think, were just sort of common sense yeah. 10 and even five years ago that everybody sort of agreed, I think, not long ago that, yeah, fraud in government programs is bad. But in this country right now, the left has moved so far to the left, uh, and they have tried to drag the country with them that they're not even willing to say the words fraud is bad. I know. You know, when I, when I, I even talked to the former, or the guy who is now head of the ACLU before he was head of the ACLU, and, and I asked him, okay, is it possible that people could lie to Medicaid to get on the program? And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, that's not happening. He said, I don't believe that's going on at all. There's nobody like that. And I said, well, <laughs> you know what? I think you're probably wrong. But I'm about to find out, and that probably wasn't the right answer for him anyway. But but still, that, that's what we're dealing with right now, and that's what we have to contend with. Well, the unfortunate reality is just kind of a truism I, I came up with several years ago, is where there's big government money, there's usually big waste, fraud, and abuse. Look no further than the unemployment program. Now, uh, the extended unemployment benefits in particular over the last year, now estimated to have incurred $300 billion of fraud. Yeah, three hundred billion. That's right. I even read an estimate by an independent analyst who estimated that it was as as, as high as four hundred billion nationwide. And you think about that—that that's the price of the TARP program back exactly. in eight when we bailed out big companies after the recession. So you know, people were rightly angry back then in two thousand eight about the the level of uh, stimulus that had gone out the door, especially for big companies and, and corporate executives. But goodness gracious, we've lost almost that much, maybe more, in fraud, just in unemployment fraud during this stimulus. So, you know, to me, it just says we've got to do better next time. We've made some big mistakes, especially with fraud prevention, and, and we're going to have to do better the next time we have a recession. So so back to Medicaid then, Auditor. Are, are you having conversations with, I guess, Medicaid, Department of Revenue, and, and uh, other resources to kind of enhance that income eligibility checking process to make that better and more efficient? It's, it's sort of funny, you know, the way these audits work is we finish one and then like three to four weeks later we start next year's audit. <laughs> uh, so, so the short answer is yes, we're back in Medicaid restarting the audit for yep. the next fiscal year right now. And, and we're also pulling a bigger sample of some of those income-eligible folks and looking at their state income tax returns, too, right now. So short answer is yes, we're communicating pretty regularly with them. Uh, what I'm hopeful of is, is this idea that Medicaid and the legislature will be able to work together to put either the funding or the legal authority in place to give them the ability to, to take a, a harder look at all this stuff. And ideally, uh, under Drew Snyder's leadership, who I think is doing a good job at Medicaid, ideally under his leadership in the long run, we will be able to you know, better use technology, better, better yep. use the legal authority that they could have, and, and really get at this problem. Yeah, and it's it's exactly right. What they need are more tools. There's yeah. just no way you can just say, well, let's add more people to it, and that'll fix it. No, you need more tools. You need more yeah. efficient, 
accurate tools uh, so that this verification can can occur more readily and and that it doesn't cost an arm and a leg to produce it. That's what we need. So and, right. and hopefully we'll we'll do that. Uh, and there's, as you know, there's some fraud committed on the provider side of Medicaid yes. as well. That's exactly right. You know, and, and typically that has fallen outside of the auditor's jurisdiction. Yep. The, the Medicaid fraud unit inside the attorney general's office has been primarily given that jurisdiction to both investigate and then, and then ultimately prosecute inside the AG's office if they find it. So, you know, we really have to we have to attack this problem from both angles, whether it's people who are lying to get on the program or people who are lying to build a program more, whatever it is, we, we need to have as a shared value in Mississippi, something that should be a bipartisan value. You should not be allowed to lie to get government money. That's a very yeah, basic exactly principle. Right. I, I had a reporter tell me once, you know, it just seems like you don't care about who the person is or what party they're in or what color they are, anything like that. It just seems like if somebody's lying to get government money, you want to go after them. And I said, yeah, that's kind of the whole point <laughs> of this job is to do it fairly, is to put blinders on and just go after people who are lying to get government money and not worry about anything else. You know, uh, fundamentally, I guess it just gets a, a, a little philosophical and maybe sounds like just hyperbolic rhetoric, but it feels like the Democrats, uh, they seek to decriminalize crime and replace work with government dependency. Am I wrong there? Well, you know, especially the last part is really troubling to me. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to have to fight tooth and nail on this idea that decriminalizing crime is okay. We cannot have a society if that's going to be our governing principle. But, but I think they have softened up a lot of Republicans on this idea that, yep. oh, well, it's okay if we give out money to people to, uh. to help them, you know, live a better life. There's a very big danger inside that idea because as soon as you erode people's sense of personal responsibility, over their own destiny, that's when you're getting into trouble, and, and that's what preventing those people from flourishing. We need to do a better job, I think, in Mississippi of encouraging people to take responsibility for their own actions, to, to do the basics like finishing high school, going to get a full-time job if they're able, waiting until they're 21 to have kids, you know, things that, again, five and ten years ago would have been common sense, but now the Democratic Party doesn't doesn't embrace common sense. They embrace government handouts. You wrote a great piece on that, the the uh, strategy uh, for success, the sequence there. You're, yep. you're so right, and it's it's proven. We're not, it's not just something, well, we think this would make society better and, and uh, get people more gainfully employed and, and able to take care of themselves. No, that's just absolutely proven. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's statistical data that supports that. It, it's funny it ain't hard to, to figure out. It's funny to hear some Democrats claim to be the party of science, but there's a mountain <laughs> of social science data that says if you stay in school, get a full-time job, and wait until you're 21 to have kids, that you are almost guaranteed to not be in poverty. They don't like that science yeah. very much because it undercuts their narrative about the world. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, enjoy the discussion, as always, Auditor Shad White, and uh, thanks for all the great work you do. Jeff in Hattiesburg on the ceasefire text line says, let him know how much taxpayers appreciate him, and we certainly do. Uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you, brother. All right, we'll take a little break right here. Super Talk Mississippi, the great Marvin Gaye. Buff on us out of this segment. Thank you for that, Will. We'll be right back.
Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, along with Surrender Fire Ant Killer. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. There are five easy reasons to leave it up to us at AgUp and the more powerful John Deere 5E Series tractor. It's more comfortable and more affordable with 0% financing for 72 months. Plus more coverage with our 10-year, 1,000-hour warranty. Add in more attachments and you'll be set to tackle those heavier-duty chores. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 93021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days, only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns? Guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show this weekend. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs. Exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't, Don't miss, miss it. it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Syntec is back and better than ever at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is a premium full synthetic motor oil at an affordable price. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec full synthetic and a Wix filter for just $31.99. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Minimize friction, heat, and wear on your engine with Syntec full synthetic motor oil exclusively at Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Most of the Mississippians in nursing homes got the Pfizer vaccine at the onset of the pandemic because it was the first one made available. Dr. Thomas Dobbs says it's working. And we've seen a stunning decline in nursing home cases. We have like over every day of over 150 long-term care outbreaks, but almost all the cases are in unvaccinated employees and we only have a handful of deaths in nursing homes. We have seen a dramatic decline in our 65 and older mortality rate. And that's entirely due to the vaccination. State Fire Marshal Mike Cheney is encouraging all first responders to get vaccinated. There are more than 16,000 first responders in the state, including firefighters and EMS. Currently, the Mississippi State Fire Academy is experiencing a significant outbreak among students that are unvaccinated. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our future. For more, visit MEC.MS. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. All right, so will the governor schedule to speak today? Yes, at 1 p.m. Uh, he's going to hold a press conference along with, uh, I believe, MEMA and uh, um, health officials to talk about um, the state's response to just an, a surge in COVID cases, uh, over 5,000 today, if you haven't heard the number. This is the new record, which was breaks the old record, which was set yesterday, uh, which was 4,400. So it is really surging out there. Uh, yesterday, he also extended the state of emergency order that was initially set to expire this week. He says that uh, uh, there will be no lockdowns. There will be no statewide mandates. Um but he's going to, I would imagine, have some other news uh, coming up at 1 today. Uh, so it's just it's a surge in cases out there like we've, we haven't seen yet. Uh, I believe, what is it, three days in a row that we've seen records? I believe it's three days in a row. Yeah, and today, north of 5,000. North of 5,000. What was it, 4,100 yesterday? 4,400 yesterday, five, over 5,000 today. 5,000 today. The hospitals are all reporting that they uh, can't take anymore. Uh, lot, lots of uh, problems going on there, and I think here in in central Mississippi, or it's, I think across the whole state, no ICU beds, right, is the latest data that we have. Uh, so it's just a problem that, that uh, keeps on snowballing. Is it true that the USS Comfort has been 
Asked? They have they have asked for the USS Comfort, which is a if you don't know, it's a big ship that the U.S. Navy has that has personnel and facilities on it. And uh, when COVID first started happening and it was really surging in New York, they sent the USS Comfort to New York uh, to kind of help uh, the hospitals there. Uh, Dr. Dobbs said on Gallo show uh, two days ago that they have asked. Uh, at the time, he did not have an answer yet. But he said it's really we need the personnel, not the facilities. Yeah. He says we need the personnel more than anything um, to kind of help with these surging cases. Now, whether they could send the ship down here, you've got hurricane season. I, I don't know if that could yeah. be worked out logistically, but uh, he they did ask. Well, the uh, I mean, the cases are, are a problem, especially when it means they end up in the hospital. And usually those are a line. More cases means more hospitalizations. And the situation that, that a lot of folks get, I guess, uh, kind of bent out of shape about is it is true that there are more physical beds than there are staffed beds. But when, in my experience, when the medical community refers to the quantity and the availability of beds, they do so uh, in the context of staffed beds. It doesn't really do any good to talk about the total number of physical beds. In my understanding, from just talking to folks in the hospital business, they typically always have more physical beds than they have staff beds. Yeah. Because when they get the certificate of need to expand and add more beds, which you have to do through the con process, the certificate of need process, you do that planning on future growth even though you may not staff now. And you don't want idle staff. It's a delicate balance. but. By the same token, you're really not prepared to take on the kind of volume and the patient load that we have today, and that's that's causing problems. So, but the comfort coming—that's so. Does the governor make that request? I wonder if that's how that works. I think he did, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, um, made it to directly to President Biden. I'm yeah. not quite sure how all that exactly works, but uh, and again, I don't know if they could logistically send it down here, but I think. Um, that it's kind of telling that we're, that's where we are right now, as far as the need. Yeah, is that they're asking for, you know, for the federal government to come send people in to help. Yeah, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, uh, and of course this was the ship that Trump sent up to New York. Ended mm-hmm. up ended up not needing it or didn't utilize it. But honestly, given the situation that. Cuomo head with the nursing homes where he sent them back to clear out hospital beds to the nursing homes, which caused lots of death in the nursing homes. He probably should have. My guess is he didn't want to give Trump any credit. I think he was willing to let people die, honestly, for political reasons. Cuomo I'm talking about. And didn't want to give Trump any credit. Well, thanks to President Trump, we've got this ship here that was uh, able to accommodate our excess. I just don't think he wanted to do it. So, uh, so folks want to know if we'll, we're going to be covering and carrying, I should say, the press conference. I think we're going to have it on our Facebook page. Okay. Um, as of right now, that's kind of what we're planning on doing. Okay. Uh, you know, it's just, it seems like this thing just will not go away. And it seems like this Delta variant, you were telling me during the break that it seems like it is 
and not just the deadly part of it, but there's long-term effects that could be more virulent. Yeah, my so my radiologist uh, buddy that I play golf with on a regular basis, he may be listening. He he's just he shared with me last weekend that virtually every case he reads, he's seeing double infection, both lungs, and the concern is is uh, long COVID and permanent lung damage. So again, it's a situation where the patient will survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they won't become a mortality statistic, but they'll have long-term illness or, or certainly long-term health condition uh, from from contracting the disease, and that's that's a, a big concern, as well as consuming hospital resources. But uh, I don't see how anyone can look at this and say, well, it's really not a problem. That that would suggest that a whole bunch of people are not telling the truth, and I, I don't believe that. Um, is it being hyped up more than it is? I don't know, honestly. But people that I know and trust are sharing information, and it, it sounds reasonable to me. And these people have no reason not to uh, be honest. I just So I don't believe that's the case. And I do think that it is a problem. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And the big concern, of course, is another variant shows up, especially in the winter time, and and in one that possibly could evade vaccines because we didn't arrest it properly as it was mutating. That's that's kind of the way it's been explained mm-hmm. uh, to me. And so the, all of those are, are certainly concerns. I can tell you the the business community is getting a little, little nervous about you're already seeing a decline. I think it's Southwest that said they lost money. Um, last quarter because yep. they're seeing a decline in, in traffic now as Delta has kind of uh, spun up. And uh, you're seeing a, a concerns just from the investment community in general. Also saw that lots of these vaccine mandates that are causing consternation, as you can imagine, in a big way. But yesterday, I think, the city of New Orleans now is requiring proof of vaccination or negative tests to enter bars, gyms, and concerts, right? Yes, that's what the edict says. And Saints games. Saints games, too? Wow. You want to go to a Saints game, you got to show a a proof of vaccination. Wow. Or, I think, a negative test. Wow. Golly. Oh, man. So you got that going on. Lots of companies now are announcing vaccine mandates. It is – it's being – uh, kind of making a I bit talked of, to a friend of mine the other day who said that his company is requiring him to get a vaccine. Pentagon did for service members. Federal government is. You're going to see more and more of that. A lot of folks say, well, that's not legal. You can take that to court. Uh, you got to think that if you were to go to court, that the court would likely find in favor of the employer on the basis that the federal government, the military, is, is doing it, is uh, instituting such requirements and mandates, but it's it's a controversial matter, and you got to believe you're going to see stuff. Some of this stuff end up in court, and the courts will have to sort it out. Well, was it a day or two ago the Supreme Court said that they? I think it was Indiana, Indiana Univers- University yeah, has a mandate, and they and they uh, they actually I think there were some students that went back yeah. after the Supreme Court ruled it was lawful and said we need you to look at this again and they rejected their appeal if you will so Supreme Court's kind of already set a precedent there to allow employers to mandate but nonetheless 
we got a minute here to do this this giveaway. You want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, concerts coming back. We've got we've been doing a ton of giveaways, and of course, uh, you've got some shows that. We had the ZZ Top show the other day, yep. um, which I can't believe. I was out of the country when that happened. I can't. I got <laughs> word about it, and man, I can't believe that he passed away. <laughs> Dusty passed yep. away. But uh, we've got a, a concert giveaway. You want to do it when we come back? Yeah, we can do it when we come back. It's the Beach Boys, right? Beach Boys, that's yeah. right. Okay. We'll do it as soon as we come back. Stay with us. The JT Show will continue. Roofing and construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601 371 1051. 601 371 1051. 601 371 1051. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. At Alliance Agris Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you work, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Agris Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. 
catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. As a farmer, I, I grow U.S. from a farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show on this friday the 13th gerard and will in the studio that would be the great van halen that's a great video you ever seen it yeah the planes yeah no no is that right right now yeah yeah that's right right now no dreams as the planes i'm right right now is the one that's got the little bubbles of uh of text that yeah. it's a bunch of right now. Right now, Eddie is thinking this, and right now, uh, people are doing that. Yeah, you're thinking about the Blue Angels. That's what I'm thinking. Dreams, and that's yeah. uh, the great David Lee Roth, of course, on the vocals. All right, proceed, please, with that's the Beach right. Boys ticket o giveaway. October 6th, legendary rock group The Beach Boys will be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. And now is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Beach Boys. Be the first person, the very first person, to text into the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, with this key phrase to win a pair of tickets. The key phrase is beach. Let's see how fast... You can text in the word BEACH to 601-879-4395, and we got a winner already. Wow, wow. that was quick. 
Whoa. Good grief. I tell you, people are so oh, fast. That's great. That's fast. They are so fast. So uh, I'll contact the, the winner. Wow, they keep coming in. We got a winner. We have got a winner. So I'll contact the winner. But, yeah, the Beach Boys, October 6th at the Brandon Amphitheater. Uh, you know, one of those bands so we that got a winner. has been around for ever, what seemed all my life, certainly, uh, and has just – I looked up there – I was reading a little bit about them the other day. Just an incredible history. You know, you think about the surf songs and all that kind of stuff. But then they came back and they had this experimental period. Yep. You had Brian Wilson and all this kind of stuff. Then in the eighties they kind of had a resurgence. Just an incredible and then under Trump, you know, I think they played at Trump's did they play at Trump's inauguration? Or they played at some big thing with Trump, uh, that caused a lot of controversy. Uh, but yeah, just one of those great, great groups uh, that's been around for sixty something years. No now. question. Very creative. Uh, so a couple of things before we uh, get out of here. We uh, are about to wrap the show up. But Ryan and Madison says it uh, – Dr. Dobbs said we had a staff shortage and not so much a facility shortage. That's true. Again, uh, the number of physical beds is as long as I can remember and just dealing with hospitals because lots of very large healthcare institutions were our customers. In fact, FMOL, which owns St. Dominic's here. Uh, was big time cut. Baptist Hospital, big customer here. I just go down the list. Oshner's in Louisiana, uh, Denver Medical Center, UAB over in Birmingham, uh, Mobile Infirmary, all big customers. Anyhow, they, they all maintain more beds physically than they do people. There's always been a shortage of medical professionals. That's why the pay is through the roof for these folks. Uh, just a demand and supply thing. But Ryan wants to know how that's being addressed. Well, they're trying to figure it out. I mean, it's that's not something you can just snap your fingers and say, "Hey, there's a nurse, there's a pulmonary nurse ready to to hit the ground running." It's it's just not can't do it, and it it's just something that has been building up, honestly, in our in our country for a long time, which is this possibility of having a pandemic like this, which rapidly outstrips the the human resources more than it does the physical resources. And that's what we're dealing with uh, right now, honestly. And, and so it, it is an issue, but I that's why they're calling on the comfort, because the comfort has staff to come with it. I don't know how they're just available, honestly. And even this temporary facility, I believe, is being built in Tupelo. Yeah. I believe it's true that some uh, the governor has asked for federal uh, human resources assets to come in and help with that. I don't know how they're out there available, honestly. This is a, a problem across the country. There, there has been some data recently published uh, about the hospitalization rate uh, in the states with the highest rate of unvaccination, uh, or vaccination, I should say, versus those that uh, have lower rates. And it's, it's pretty compelling information the five most vaccinated states, which comprise 14 million people, have 580 people in the hospital, 12 deaths. In the five least vaccinated states, which make up 16 million people, 6,600 hospitalized, more than 10x, 104 deaths. Per capita, least vaccinated states have 10x hospitalizations and 7x deaths. Wow. That, I mean, that's the math right there. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Really appreciate it. It's been good to be with you this week. Thanks, Will, for filling in. Yes, sir. Rhino and I will be back in the studio come Monday. 
Have a good weekend. Stay safe, everyone, and God bless. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.